1: to be back with you folks what a day it was yesterday man we almost went over on the, uh broadcast and and but thankfully god caught it right in time and we started yesterday out we were talking about what our friend is and and uh we started with a silly missionary story now do you got a, a silly funny stupid any story you want to share about something you did weird as a missionary kevin i probably should have reminded you coming out of last uh, uh, broadcast no, I-
2: no, I, I i can always fall back on a great okay. dumping disaster okay so i've been in a lot of rvs brother where this is the sixth live-in rv and um thank god i'm in a beautiful one they don't have to repair half the day but uh it's a great diesel coach but long story short great dumping disasters when it's time to dump when you gotta go you gotta go so as long as there's the proper hole in the that leads to the sewage or the septic you're you're good I was at um Tabernacle Baptist Church Colleen Texas 2004 and we had what's called a, a is a pump they call a masser macerator pump it macerates anything and um it's turns it turns it into in a garbage. milkshake
1: yeah consistency yeah, yeah garbage yeah.
2: disposals. yeah so what comes out of the uh the 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 sewer holding tank of the coach is forced through this thing and it goes into a garden hose and then it goes into uh where you know it can go 100 feet or so and so it's really nice to use as long as you got a the right size garden hose well i was using about a half an inch instead of three quarter and so what happens is the i'll just say this the paper and the other matter that goes through the garden hose is like paper mache and it needs to have you know a, a diameter that it flows freely well half inch just did enough so it got stuck and if it gets stuck you gotta you know it'll just kind of lug and force its way so i heard it bogging down so it's running and i leave the um the pump, which is attached to the sewer outlet of the motor of the was a camper. I, it was a bumper pole. And I went out to the middle of the um, hose where it was uh, a narrow spot, and I was just messing with it to try to kind of break it loose by kind of squeezing the hose at that point. And it broke open. And as it broke open, I just saw, and I'm not gonna get any graphic, but I saw stuff coming at me and I, and I opened my mouth to yell, Oh no. (laughs) And that it, uh, use your imagination. It, it was not good. It was dysentery, you know, city. It was bad. Uh,
1: so folks, when, when you, when you think about buying a camper, remember that you have to get rid of the bad stuff and uh, those things that we produce when we eat those filet mignons and spaghetti and meatballs. So just just, uh, it's gotta go somewhere. And, uh, so you gotta make sure you got that job right. We're moving along. I, I think we, uh, you know, that situation can get real weird if we're not careful, but you know, here we are. We thought it was funny, man. I, I mean, imagine if somebody came up and saw you like that and smelt you. about in your mouth, I mean, there's, I, I just got to know one thing, and then we'll move. I'm sorry. There's got to be a sidebar here. Did you puke, brother? Did you throw up?
2: I I did it, but I I rinsed out my mouth with bleach, which (laughs) just I did the only thing I could do. Yeah, it was.
1: Bad. All right, all right, folks. So we're, we're using the word. I I don't need to go any further on that, and uh, because you you know whenever you're talking about poo or puke or anything, it gets ugly. But we're talking about a word of the day that doesn't evoke those same kind of thoughts. Right? Uh, today's word is virtuous, and and we know that when we talk about the word virtuous, uh, I mean it, it. It's it speaks to people who possess you know, moral excellence, righteousness, when we're talking about it in a biblical way, my 18 and 28 dictionary that I look up on my computer, it, it talks about, you know, it, it describing somebody hardworking, trustworthy, moral, uh, loving, you know, to that one person physical relationship. Uh, both men and women can be virtuous. And, and in this case, in this chapter, and it's talking about a virtuous woman, someone who's industrious. As we read, it talks about someone being a good business person, uh, somebody who you know buys land and turns it into money producing, someone who's capable. I mean, there there's so many words that go with a virtuous. There's so many thoughts, and uh, it, it's so special of a word and how important it is. And and I think that you know in our lives today, we think that there's a time where we. If we sin, and and it's a sin that looks like this, you know, it's a sin that let's say we, uh, you know, we mess up with a boyfriend or girlfriend, or we do this, our lives are completely ruined forever. But we serve this God who's forgiven and takes our sin as far as the East is from the West and they never come together. And we serve a God who's, who's just wonderful, who's, you know, forgives us of those things. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? You say, well, you know, isn't it, Brother Doug, isn't that just talking about somebody who hasn't had a relationship before? No, our great God, he allows us to be born again in those areas of sin. We give them to him because, you know, even thinking about something in our mind, the Bible says we're committing adultery. But when we go to God and we say it's all over and God looks yeah. at us and says, go and sin no more. And uh, sometimes God looks at us and just says, stop it. But you know, Kevin, we all got an opportunity to be virtuous from this day forward. What do you think?
2: Yeah, virtuous is a a word I was reading in Ruth. Um, Boaz said to Ruth, um, you know, when they kind of had their they're, they're, you know, they finally got to talk. So, in the romance story of redemption in the book of Ruth, when they finally met each other, he said to her, Thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not. I will do to thee all that thou requirest, for all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. You know, Jesus, uh, when he helped the woman with the issue of blood, says virtue went out from him. And, um, and in, in fact in the old testament i looked up the word virtue it has the it has the idea of valiant um you know it's it's this it's a in fact the word forces it's it's translated as forces sometimes f o r c e s so it's a it's basically the energy of righteousness that's yeah. what went from jesus it's the the power of righteousness and a virtuous person you know add to your faith virtue we want to have a virtue that is arresting to the people that get around it we don't want to look like you know the uh the you know the the if you come across if your righteousness literally makes you nothing more than a stick in the mud or a fuddy duddy or a crotchety old man or young man
1: i've always loved or, that word fuddy duddy by the way but anyway go ahead <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, yeah. So yeah, occasionally we'll be called that. I remember I was called st- uh, st- uh, straight laced before because I wouldn't give out girly calendars for my boss uh, on the job. He said, you're boy, you're straight laced, but you know what he did? And, and, and I'm, I wish I was a better hero in these kind of things, but you know what? I think for all of us, if you have, if you have the power of the Holy spirit, your righteousness is going to be forceful and you're going to be a You're going to be valiant for truth. People are going to respect you. Mm. Yeah,
1: no, I agree, brother. And, and, you know, when I think of that word fuddy daddy, I always think of old fashioned, uh, fussy, you know, willing to, uh, when somebody calls someone fuddy daddy to me, that's usually a good thing. That means they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're patient, they're virtuous. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking at things and saying, Hey, you know, maybe I, Maybe I shouldn't be involved with that. And, you know, some people, when they look at the word virtue or virtuous, they automatically assign that women and say, uh, to women and say, only women can be virtuous or this or that. And I'm here to tell you, well, you're, you're serving the wrong God. God expects us all to show great or virtuous or virtue in our lives and to be those people who are morally correct and those people who hop in there and serve a great God and, uh, and do it in a way that, that brings honor, you know, honor and glory to God. It's, you know, it's a moral excellence. I think Kevin just hit that really good. It's something I wrote down in my book here. It's a moral excellence. It's righteousness in general. It's uh, all those things make us virtuous. And and you know, Kevin, I know we got about a minute or so before we let the radio stations do what they do, but how often has people sat down with young men and said, this is how important you being virtuous is?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, um, someone that's, that's the right kind of virtuous commands, respect whether people agree or not. And so, um, you know, uh, Donald Trump. People love him or hate him. Most people respect the fact that he doesn't drink. We talked about drinking in the last episode yesterday. Um, but you know what? I, I I want to have, you know, I want to have that. I don't want to be known as the guy. I don't want to be known for what I don't do. I want to be known. Virtue is the positive thing. Virtue is what we do want to have, and so the things that I don't do, whether it's drinking or carousing, or what I don't want to look at, what I don't where I don't want to where what I the language I don't want to use or the this dirty jokes that I don't want to hear. I want it to be actually the force of righteousness. I want people to say, like you said, to sit down and say, you know what? I know you're different. What makes you tick? Because it doesn't take a whole lot to scare people away from you know, doing some things, you know, I won't, I don't want to have a hot rod. Why I'm afraid to, I'm afraid I'll get killed. Okay. Is that really virtuous? No, I don't want to drive my Corvette at 150 mile an hour down the street because I want to keep a better testimony. I want people to see controlled strength. I love your car. It's 700 horsepower, but uh, I love the fact that that we can go down to the, uh, you know, go out on the open highway and it'll do 200 mile an hour but I love the fact that you drive at 15 miles per hour through the school zone and those kids are just looking and you're waving, you know, that's virtue to me.
1: Yeah. Hey brother, we'll be right back. Hang with us folks. We got to let the radio stations do what they do. Brother, I got to tell you, when you said those words, I I don't want people to know me for what I don't do. I want people to know me for do do. And I got to tell you, brother, I went right back to that camper and that half-inch hose blowing up. And I had to hit the silence on my microphone because I'm still seven years old at heart. You know, I, I gotta tell you, I was dying here and, uh, so, so glad I was able to shut that mic off, but you know, there's so much being said with that I'm not going to use those words doo doo anymore, but there's so much to be said for, you know, Christian character is the, is what we present. It's that moral excellence is what we put out there. And, you know, I was, many years ago, I was a bodyguard. I was just an additional duty in the Army for a national speaker and uh, international. And he came to town and was, was doing a, uh, a meeting, a million-person Christian meeting in D.C. And they were getting additional people as physical bodyguards and stuff. And I was I was a pretty big dude and stuff and could carry a, I had a federal weapons permit. But when this guy came into town, the first thing he had a group of us do, and there were three or four of us that personally covered the guy. And uh, I remember one of the things I had to do is go through the room. And I asked the guy, I said, you know, what's this all about? And he said, well, you know, Doug, uh, you can only lose your testimony once. And so this is a hard thing that we're talking about. I get that. But I do know one thing. God gives us everything we need uh, to stay within you know, those guideposts and the guardrails in our life. God gives us everything we need. And in, in the enemy to happiness, the enemy uh, to live in our virtuous life, the enemy to that is loneliness and depression and letting the wilds of the devil shoot at us. And I'm telling you that out of experience of my own and experience of others. I can't tell you how many times in the Army when you're out in the middle of nowhere or you're waiting two days for a plane to fly somewhere or something like that, uh, your mind can slip or you're saying to yourself, you know, a friend of mine had a girlfriend break up with him after several years of going out with her and getting ready to get married. And he, and he just went off the rails and his life was upside down. And I called him up and I said, dude, what are you doing? And uh, he said, well, Doug, I figured if God let this relationship break that I might as well do whatever I want. And that's not virtue. Uh, wow. That's not Christian character. That's not moral excellence. And so, I just want to say that. Now, we got a couple quick verses. We're only going to look at two today. And um, I think I think it's important that we do that. I think that we're just looking at these two verses, um, eight and nine. Open thy mouth for the dumb, in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy my mouth, judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. And uh, so as we go on, it's talking about, you know, we've got a responsibility, I think. There's people out there that maybe don't have the voice that Kevin and I have or that you who are listening to me have because, you know, we got some dollars in our pocket. Maybe we're not homeless. Maybe we're not in the middle of something terrible. No matter what be the case, I want to be that person that – Is able to speak for the needy people, for the people who won't speak up, for the people who are, you know, uh, are appointed to destruction uh, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. I want that guy. The other morning, Kevin, I don't know if I told you this, I may have, but I know I haven't said it on the broadcast before. I was on, uh, I forget so. You know, whenever I travel without Debbie, I'm just going to come clean. I hope she can't hear me, but I'm just going to come clean. Whenever I travel without her, I forget something. And this, this Saturday was no different. I, you know, I was wearing uh, some nice pants that kind of had a built-in belt, and I left my belt at home so of course you know you got to look everything up to make sure you make it to the church in time so I, I decided on Sunday morning you know I put on a suit and I wanted to look good and all those things Saturday it was okay to wear the uh, semi-casual business casual kind of look but Sunday I, I had to be in my Sunday best and I pulled everything out you know and you steam things and you iron things and all that and I noticed I was missing a belt so immediately you look for this Walmart a mile from me Well, come to find out that Walmart's a grocery store Walmart the other Walmart's closed by The time I do this, I mean, it's eleven o'clock at night or whatever. Super WalMarts open up at zero six hundred, so I plan my schedule around that. So I wake up at five thirty. You know, I fly down the road and I go to Super Walmart when they open the door. I run in, buy a belt, come out, and then I got to go to the closest Starbucks in between the Super Walmart. In the room, and there's not a lot of Starbucks in hotel lobbies and stuff uh, there in Myrtle Beach, but there was one that opened at six, right by the Ferris wheel there in Myrtle Beach. So I go to this Starbucks, and as I'm walking up to it, kind of had to park in a weird place, run up an alley, and but as I get to it, I watch these two women step over a guy that's laying on the ground in front of the door to Starbucks. So I, I run up to this guy, you know, I I set him up, I sit down next to him, I buy him a coffee. Bring him into Starbucks as long as he had a coffee, they said he could sit in there for a couple hours. Then they gave him a muffin. They gave him an English muffin with sausage and cheese on it. And I sat there. I talked to him. I tried to share the gospel with him, but he was a little bit out of it. And one of the things he said to me is I'll never forget this. He said to me, nobody cares about me. And I said, I said sir, you're wrong. I said, there may not be no man that careth for yeah. your soul the way he should, as the Bible says, but you got a Savior that cares for you. And I shared the gospel with him, and I just didn't feel like he was 100% tuned in to me. But I offered to take him to the, you know, the people at Starbucks said, you know, if you drop him off at a fire station, they'll take him to a homeless shelter. There's some rules in place. He said, no, no, no. And, and I just, I scuffed him off. Anyway, I went to church. The day went by, I told some people at church and all that. Well, that afternoon, somebody from church, I guess, went and got him over in front of the Starbucks, took him to a fire station, and they got him checked in in Charleston at a homeless shelter. Sometimes we got to be the voice for people. What are you thinking, brother?
2: <clears throat> it's a great illustration of of the way it ought to be. It's easy to to uh, ignore people, and that these verses are saying don't ignore it the, the classic bad example of this verse open thy mouth for the cause co- for the dumb and the cause of all such as a point of destruction is the uh, you know the accounts of Nazi Germany as, as Nazism built and they started to carry off the Jews and the trains and so forth the uh, you know the people that just adjusted to it and, you know you first say, oh these are the criminals are carrying away Wait the The guy that owns the watch store, he's being carried away. Wait, Grandma, you know, Grandma Stein Steinman is being carried away. You know, so they just kept readjusting, compensating their lives to ignore it more, and they didn't open their mouth. In fact, was it? uh, who's the guy, Offenhofer or Beinhofer, I forget who, the, the, the guy that was over there at the time that wrote extensively about it. Someone said that in the churches, when, uh, when they had Sunday morning church and the trains full of Jews went by, uh, you could look out and see the Jews looking out the doors of the kettle cars and out the windows or mm-hmm. whatever. He said they just sang louder. The people, the churches sang louder to drown out the noise. And, you know, that's the that's the opposite. And uh, boy, I, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've said, God, what can I do more to protect people who are uh, to be aborted? You know, what can I do there? And so, you know, sometimes I've gotten a bumper sticker sometimes I've put something on Facebook. Just to give a voice, I think virtue, which is the word of the day, virtue is one of the greatest things. And uh, it's on my mind, brother, that the best way to defeat sin is to pray about it. That's not an excuse to keep your mouth shut when it ought to be open to man, but to pray about it. And God really does respond. He cares about babies going to abortion. He cares about Jews. He cares about the Christians in foreign countries. He cares way more than these fundraising organiza- organizations, though I'm glad for a good one. But what God, what God's looking for is someone on earth to, that cares as much as he cares, to talk to him about it with the same passion, the same type of desire that he's got. And when we agree with God out of his word, on the cause of these people and talk to God and say, oh, God, deliver, overturn this law. I'm just saying somehow God overturned Roe Ro versus Wade when I most people thought it was a done deal. I know I did because I think someone got a hold of God and said, Lord, you care about this and I care about it. And I'll give my life.
1: Yeah. And yeah. God's
2: like, you know what, let's do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great, brother. And, uh, you know, folks, we need to be a voice sometimes and we need to be a godly voice and we need to do those right things. And, and, uh, thank God for people who do. Certainly I'm no hero or, uh, or, or no one great. I'm just glad I picked that guy up and half the time I would have stepped over him. We sure do love you folks. Thanks for the opportunity to come across your broadcast. We we look forward to doing this again tomorrow. We hope you all come back. We hope you're having a great day. If we can do anything to help you, find us at uh, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page, Doug at com email, or WoundedSpirits.com. Make sure you go out there and check out our TV show. We sure do love you folks. Have a great day. And hey, with that smile today, that only God can give you. Thank you.
0: is made known unto salvation simply ask the lord to save you in jesus name while believing in your heart and he will please contact us if we can help you in any way god bless you we hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life for helpful resources more information or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at wounded spirits dot com.